Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours with JT. It's the conversation after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to After Hours, everybody, here on Grilling at the Green. And uh, we appreciate you all staying with us. We're talking with Nick Fultz and Jason Lewenberger, co-founders of Birdie Wrap from Seattle. Um, You know, I got to say, I think people don't normally think of Seattle as a golf mecca nor portland but they in fact they actually are you know we have tons of golf courses around here i know you guys have got tons of golf courses up there every few years you know they rotate a pro tour of one of the tours whether it's men's or women's whatever through these towns we've got some tournaments here that have been here you know 30 years or better that like that but i always kind of like kind of scratch my head is why people don't think of us here in the Northwest is really golf crazy people because they are, they are the first day of spring. Geez, everybody's out there. You know, I live a couple of blocks from the OGA golf course. And when the sun just barely shows places packed, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of diehard golfers, right. You see them out there in 35 degrees or whatever. Yeah. Make, making it happen. I have a minimum temperature range myself. It's got to be 45 or above. So, okay. <clears throat> you know, 20 years ago, maybe I would have done that stuff, but not anymore. You know? Yeah, we played yesterday. I think it was about 38 in the morning. And I'm just getting to the point now. It's like, I don't, I just want to play golf without 10 layers on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not asking for hot, just mm-hmm. not 10 layers. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you know, it's like, trying to swing in a snowsuit yeah you know you, you like the little kid that his mom sends him out in the in the snow you know but his arms are stuck straight out at yeah. their side because of the all the clothing they have on when when you think of golf and when you think of your birdie wrap and you think of all those things where do you think we are as a overall in the world of golf in terms of like being uh like innovative in golf and well, know. innovative and or where the where the golf the sport of golf and the industry stands right now. I think we're in a great place right now. But yeah, I think um, you know, if anything, you know, COVID made a lot of people start playing the game because it's right. something you can do outside. You can be distance. Um, you know, it's good for you. So I, I think in that way, we I think we created a lot of lifelong golf fans probably in during this time. So I think that's really good for the, for the industry and for golf. And I know here locally, we, we've talked to the, um, the municipal courses, you know, in the first tee and they're, they're really busy, which is good because it seems like every year in our area, it's a conversation. Should the, should the, you know, muni courses be flattened and turned into low income housing. And, um, but this is showing there's a need for it and that people enjoy it. And it's, 
Um, so I, I think we're in a good spot. It's been nice to see uh, some of the smaller tournaments get more hype and more more of a fan base. Yeah, like even on the PGA. But and I, I think we both also appreciated um, how much attention the LPGA is getting as well over the last couple of years, and just because um, they're, you know, both tours are so exciting to watch. And sure, it's been nice to see them get the proper attention and and sponsorship. Actually, I kind of like, <clears throat> unless um, Tiger was playing, because that's got a magnet for everybody. But I actually really enjoy watching the ladies tour. Um, they hit it not quite as far, but that's not as important as they're far more accurate <laughs> than than some of the bombers on the guys tours, you know? So, yeah. um, and we've covered the, the Cambia, which used to be the Safeway here in Portland. Um, and I've worked at that tournament and uh, the ladies are also far more accessible. You can walk up and talk to them unless they're really having a bad day. And then you stay away from them, of course, but that's like any athlete, but you know what I mean? It's they're, they're very friendly and all that. And uh, um, I think that does a lot for, for golf in general, and they can bring fans out, you know, last year they, they had those tournaments here. They had the Winco for the Corn Ferry and then, of course, Cambia. We don't have the Winco anymore. That went away over the winter. But uh, it was really weird not having any fans at the course during yeah. the tournament, you know. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think it, it really blossomed because every time you go to a golf tournament and you come home, what do you want to do? You want to go play golf. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. Did you guys know each other before? Were you friends before or did you just golfing buddies or what? Yeah, I um so I I moved from Ohio to Seattle about 10 years ago and then Nick and I were introduced through friends. Yeah. Um I think one of them actually played golf and um yeah, and then we we hung out and and I had taken a hiatus from from golf the first few years I was out in Seattle and then realized that like oh you can play golf year round in Seattle that's pretty cool and you couldn't do that in Ohio in no Cleveland that's for sure so um yeah and then Nick Nick and I became friends and that's that's when these long uh long drives to remote <laughs> locations for golf trips started yeah, yeah. and then the, you know the process of starting birdie rap you know got us hanging out more and playing more golf and um gives us excuse to get out and play more <laughs> it's all business well you can um, write it off as a marketing expense i would think we we, we wish <laughs> we wish we could yeah i mean because it's what we're finding is like the the best time that we have is like you know you have three four hours together to talk about product design sure and how can we reach people better and I mean, the golf course is such a great place to talk about business or talk about ideas because where else are you going to get three or four dedicated hours with someone else? So, yeah, especially if you turn off these things. Yeah. You know, if those things can stay in the bag during the course or during the, the round, <clears throat> you get a lot more done. I can tell you that. For sure. For yeah. sure. And that's where we do our R&D, too. We try the tape out and see how it works or doesn't work. And um, so, yeah, no, it's been really good. If you were good. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you were going to project, where do you see uh, Birdie Rap ten years from now? Where would you want to see it ten years from now? I mean, I think we'd like to see it in you know every pro shop. We'd like to see it in the bigger golf retail stores. Yeah, 
Um, I think we, I mean, right now we're, we're selling it from our website, but I think the, the future is we want it more available to the consumer and at, at the stores and at the courses. Um, so with, and you know, a range of sizes and a range of colors, I think would be the future. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I think so. Um, let's talk about your golf life a little bit here before we close out. Is Uh-oh, there anything deep That's where the dirty secrets come out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it easy on you guys today. Is there something you want to do in golf? Kind of like your bucket list that you haven't done yet. I think there's a handful yeah. of courses. I definitely want to play. I mean, I haven't been down to Bandon yet and I haven't been down to Pebble beach. So that's kind of my West coast. Yeah, sure. Not too, you know, those are reasonably close for us that I haven't gotten to yet. We both want Bandon. Uh, I've only had the privilege of drinking a martini at Pebble, watching people play golf, but that's, that's about as close as I've gotten. <laughs> hey, that's so something. Pebble would be great. That's something. A lot of people don't even get to do that. Yeah. So yeah. More accuracy off the tee. Is that <laughs> yeah. that's a golf dream, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a golf dream. It's maybe a pipe dream, but it's a golf <laughs> dream. You know? I know it's a pipe dream for me because I'm a, <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of a one in four kind of ratio guy. You know, one of them's pretty good. The other three, just cross your fingers and see where <laughs> they go because uh, that happens a lot. Um, did you play golf when you were kids? I mean, you didn't know each other, I know, but did you play golf in Cleveland when you were a kid or? Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my grandmother took me to my first golf lesson when I was 13. And then I, I caddied for two summers when I was cool. 15, 16 at a country club and learned a ton about the game at being a caddy. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I started playing, I don't know, around eight years old or so. And even as a little kid, my parents said, I just sit, sit there and want to watch golf on TV. And so I think just watching it and falling in love with it. And then, yeah, I've played it consistently since about, you know, eight years old. A um, little, little on and off in some couple of years there um, when I got married. But, um, yeah, no, we love the game and try to play as much as possible. <laughs> How is everything okay at home so you can go play golf you know type well she's gone now no everything's good <laughs> yeah no she's good she understands and um it's great now is the, the key is to, to get in during the week whenever possible you know yeah when, as the days get longer after work goes squeeze nine holes in that kind of thing is helps out that way you're not taking the whole the whole saturday up yep yeah we're definitely weekday golfers yeah i i got that part i've been married a long time so i yeah. i I know that drill. And when there is something coming up on a Saturday, I have to do it like months in advance to put it on the calendar, you know, and then I guarantee you that they will be, Oh, you're playing Saturday, huh? Okay. Yeah. You know, you yeah. get that, that underlying tone there. It, it, you know, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. With and that. I always run the problem, but what time are you getting you back? And you say three o'clock and then you get beers after the round and it turns into five and you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's legal yeah. as far as I'm concerned though. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very legal. Um, well, I just, I was thinking of some jokes to tell you, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to spare you that today. Anyway. Um, do you see yourselves going into this full time away from your other work eventually? be amazing i mean that's that's the dream is to be able to i mean we we dream about it all the time like what what would life be like when it when birdie rap takes us full time and you know we're shipping out of a warehouse and 
the the pipe dream is golf simulator, like not too far away from our desks. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be the dream. Like we we would love that. And you know, so far we're we're on a good trajectory and we're continuing to grow. So yeah, we're gonna keep working hard and. That'd, that'd be nice. Well, here's a hint for you. One of the radio stations I used to be involved with at not the studios they're in now, but the studios prior, they actually put um, cups in the floor so they could putt around like the sales and marketing area like that. They had them installed for the guys. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was really good. So, you know, Hey, look, um, John Breaker over at Birdie Ball in Colorado, you know, those little napkin ring things. And uh, that's, they're huge now. They're absolutely huge. And he didn't start out that way. You know, it was him and his dad creating these things. So sure. you, you guys can probably make that work if you try hard. Um, Jason, Nick, I want to thank you for being with us today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. We're, we're going to monitor your progress, so they speak, not in a government fashion but just <laughs> keep track of you through social media and see Sounds what you guys good. are Appreciate doing. it. Thanks, yeah. JT. yeah tell them again real quick how they can find you before we get out of here you can find us on birdierap.com you can find us on instagram we're super active there as well as twitter instagram is birdie underscore rap and twitter is birdie rap altogether jason nick good luck with everything and uh thanks for being with us Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. Until then, uh, go out and have some fun and be nice to one another. Take care.